Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi, this is Michael Uslin. You're listening to Batman on Film. The Adventures of Batman. Welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman. Welcome to episode number 11 of Batman Animation, a Batman on Film podcast exploring the animated adventures of the Caped Crusader. I'm your host, uh, BOF Senior Contributor Ryan Lauer, and with me is another BOF Senior Contributor, Mr. Javi Trujillo. Javi, hello. Hello. How are you? Good, man. I am so excited for today's episode. This is my fifth appearance on the Batman Book Club, and I couldn't be happier to be joining <laughs> the Five yeah. Timers Club. Yeah, woo! Um, it seems like you're uh, having a bit of a mix-up like Garrett did just a few episodes ago, too. Uh, this is actually the Batman Animation podcast. We're, we're not um, talking Detective <laughs> Comics 180 from February 1952, The Joker's Millions? No, we are not talking about... We are talking Joker's uh, Millions, but in... Uh, animated television form but oh, i'll let you can, take the reins of the comic book can, when we get there can can we still frolic always we're always okay I mean, we're frolicking more professionally here with a, a bof show um okay batman book club is amateur hour frolicking so i know i know peter doesn't like to frolic about in his spare time but he doesn't I like to i like to frolic with my batman i'm working batman's, on batman's versatile he can frolic. He can scowl. He can do lots of things. Malleable. He frolics in every genre. Um, he can wear a zebra suit. He can wear a fruity pebbles suit. I heard that, Peter. I heard your Zurinar <laughs> fruity pebbles comparison. Yeah, it's like the it's that's, his that's number okay. one his his biggest thing that he likes to throw him a Zurinar is fruity pebbles. And I'm and I say, don't you disrespect the the cereal of bedrock? But uh, yeah, we're gonna Hell talk yeah. a little bit about. Um, joker's millions now this it's it's interesting to me javi by this whole i almost want to call it like a mess of batman the animated series the new batman adventures adventures Uh of batman and robin all that stuff because if you look up joker's millions it first aired february 21st of 1998 as part of the new adventures of batman so on imdb you'll look it up and it'll say season one episode seven yeah of the new wait the new batman adventures or is it the new right the new batman adventures yeah, sorry it's the new batman um, adventures. in which for many of us we would recollect that in the volume four of batman the animated series that came out on dvd was the new batman adventures so that's where this was located on the discs when it came out on the blu-rays um it was all under the umbrella of batman the animated series on hbo max it is listed under the you know batman the animated series 
the intro on HBO Max is Batman the Animated Series, as well as like on my digital and stuff. But I'm pretty sure, like, I feel like the new Batman Adventures was the intro on the DVD, but I'm not, I don't really, I don't the, really remember. If I'm remembering right, the DVD box set let you choose which intro you wanted. Really? Like when you started the disc. So you could do the new Batman Adventures or you could do the classic BTAS um, mm. intro. But HBO Max, I, I haven't figured out how they do it because this isn't the first time we've had a discrepancy between like what IMDb says yeah. and what HBO Max says. HBO Max has this, if you're watching it on that platform, is season three, episode seven. Um, so at least episode seven seems to be the It's episode seven thread, somewhere. Yeah, there you but, go. But yeah, it was like it's, you know, season four or volume four of your DVD and your Blu-ray box sets. But I mean, it, it's we all know. Is it is it part? I mean, everyone considers it part of, of Batman, the animated series, because it's yeah. all the same voice people and all the same producing. It's, people. A, con- it's, it's a continuation of networks. that world. Yeah. I mean, it's, Got a it's, new it's animation so- look, but it's still the same thing. It just it gets so messy, but it's always but it's funny because in releasing so even that DVD it was Batman the animated series, the yeah. Blu-ray Batman the animated series, now digital Batman the animated series. So in the end, like it's just Batman the animated series. I always think of it as as the fourth volume because that was my introduction to it, you know, of that DVD yeah. set. But I haven't put in that DVD set in in years. I mean, I still have it, but it's tucked away in a box. Um, but I, I have because about getting rid of mine see i can't as much as i as much as i want to or as much as i should because why hold on to it when i've got it you know the digital code that came with the blu-ray and then the blu-ray but it's like i don't know it was like it was kind of a first love because i remember when i finally when those finally came out and i man repeat like those were going to my dvd player and it was just non-stop play uh with that said though joker's millions like that fourth volume was probably the one that i watched the least because as many know, and it's contentious amongst us uh, nerds who have nothing better to focus our time and energy on, the you know the overall look was different. The vibe was a little bit different. The stories were were different for the new Batman Adventures, and I don't. While they are everything that preceded this, I think was mostly excellent. I think the new mm-hmm. Batman Adventures are mostly good. You know, with a couple uh, sprinkles of of greatness in that that there, season, there are definitely some misfires in this series. Um, Critters probably is one of them. But when it first came out, like this was something I embraced wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I was God. Twenty. You don't have 21? to age yourself. Yeah, <laughs> but it. I I appreciated the fresh approach. It looked a little bit cleaner. Um, I really liked seeing like like just the basic black bat. Like I was really into like this new kind of year one look for it. Um, and then you know, fast forward 10, 20 years later, I'm like, man, I miss that yellow oval. Can we go back to the yellow oval? Yeah. But at, at the time, like, I thought everything looked really good and looked far better. And then now, you know, watching them now that they've been remastered, it's like, no, I kind of think the animation really hit its peak in in 
the first series, the original yeah. volume. Like it mm-hmm. just, I don't know. There's something about it that that gets captured a little bit better. But I don't think the new Batman Adventures ever had its own solo release as a new Batman Adventures. So it, it's, it's it's just it's just part of BTAS. There's something, it's, yeah, and there's something with it in its look that I don't know how to. It's almost like it's a, a little bit cleaner look to it maybe and that's why it's like oh there's eh. and like so let's take so joker's millions i mean the biggest yeah big change that many people will criticize with the new batman adventures is the new look of the joker well yeah. yes he does look like the joker period but there you know as much as is changing with the eyes i think was it was probably like the biggest uh there was like some <laughs> Like the image that I have pulled up, even his his teeth are white, and I think the original, you know, series like his teeth had were like yellow at times and stuff. And I don't yeah. know, it's like it's a little pristine and and crisp and clear, like in these designs. And I don't know. And also, if there's something that's really great, any touching of that is going to be heavily criticized and noticed. Well, when, so when when I think of this look for the Joker, like I feel like it's more sinister. When I when I just kind of picture like I have like mm. this Batman the animated series book, um, and it shows it breaks down like all the new designs and there's like this maliciousness to the way his eyes are just black triangles and he looks really mm-hmm. sinister, um, and so that's what I think of when I think of this iteration, um, but in watching this episode, uh, this one in particular, like he's really cartoony. I feel mm-hmm. like he's more cartoony. Um, and that sinisterness that I mentioned is is not really present here. Like he's more um, screwball and animated in this look than I felt he was prior. Yeah, he acts a little bit more silly in you said animated. <laughs> I know, but you know, a little a little sillier with these stories than he did prior to. Now uh, to go on some credits here, Joker is voiced by Mark Hamill, so that didn't change. We get Batman, uh, Kevin Conroy, Nightwing, Lauren Lester, Batgirl by Tara Strong, who was new to the voice of Batgirl in the new Batman Adventures. We all kind of, I think, connect her with Harley and Batgirl now. Uh, Arlene Sorkin pops in as Harley Quinn. Uh, let's see, Paul Williams as as the Penguin and Diane Pershing as Poison Ivy. And like, you know, some of these voices were all like, oh, yeah, this is a carryover. Maggie Wheeler, which name may not sound familiar, <laughs> but she was a uh, Janice from Friends. Um, so there yeah. you go. Always obsessed with the Chandler Bing, who recently we I found out was is a is a massive Batman fan. And then also there's a cameo voice from Paul Dini, which I think was a, a great little bit in this episode. Um, the episode is written by Paul Dini and then directed by Dan Reba. And I think I say Dan Reba, maybe Dan Reba, uh, but also he is no stranger to animation because he has director credits on Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Batman Beyond, yes. uh, Justice League Unlimited, Justice League. Uh, this is for you, Ryan Haas, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So he's <laughs> he's no stranger to animation, animation there. So now the story of Joker's Millions is Joker is left. He inherits a fortune from a, a former rival who has passed away, but not all is not as it seems as it was a major setup that Joker then blew through his money only to find out that only a fraction of the money is actually real and all the rest is uh, 
is fake. In which then the IRS comes in to get him for an inheritance tax. And as Joker says, to mess with Batman is one thing, but with the IRS, no thank you. And so now Joker has to find a way to scheme to get enough money to pay the IRS on the inheritance tax. But he doesn't want to show any weakness. So he's trying to do it like behind the scenes. Now, Javi, uh, I have. I have after the fact this was brought up, I do remember because I have read it before, but I would like you to go ahead. And since you were the discoverer, you said this was based on a comic book. Now, which comic you briefly mentioned it at the top? Yeah. Uh, Detective Comics uh, number 180 from February of 1952. uh, The Joker's Millions. It uh, the Written script by? is un well, it's uncredited in the comic, but uh-huh. the book that I have says it's probably by Bill Finger or Walter Gibson. Okay, uh, with Dick Sprang's pencil. There you go, Dick Sprang. Yeah. So, because if you read the book and you go to the front page of it, it just says Bob Kane in the corner, no one else's name. But uh, it's very much like that Dick Sprang Joker that. You see in the Legends of the Dark Knight episode of this show and is kind of the basis of how the Joker looks in The Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Um, and because of this era, like I feel Dini really captured the spirit and the wackiness of this era of Batman. And it's mm-hmm. not really even uh, a Batman episode, even though it's Batman the animated series. It's it's a Joker show, pretty much. And Batman appears on occasion. He's, he bookends. He's, sprink- he's sprinkled in. But I, I think Dini did an, an excellent job, not just updating the source material for the present day, but, you know, whittling it down and, and bringing in new elements. Like for Harley, for example, obviously wasn't in the original story because she didn't exist for another 40 years. And instead of, although Dick Grayson makes an appearance as Nightwing in the episode, the the comic is just Batman and Robin as opposed Mm -hmm. to Batman and Batgirl and Nightwing. Um, So it definitely gets folded into the mythology really well. One thing I missed um, from the start, and and that's just typical of all the new Batman adventures is I missed the title cards. Yes. They worked in the title really well. Um, Mm -hmm. It's on a giant monitor, which I appreciate it because it kind of harkens back to like that fifties era of Batman stories with big props um, but I still, I still miss those great title cards. And I like that even the, the animated comic, the continued, the continued adventures, um, kind of has some of that flair when you read it digitally, like they have title cards, like the old episodes did. Yeah. I, I like that too. The, and it's really funny that cause the opening scene as it does, and it works it into the episode too of you just get that giant monitor as Joker's millions is being typed out on it. And it gives yeah. you like a beat. And then you start, you're here in the chaos, but then you, you start to see the chaos of people running and it's Joker doing classic Joker things. And uh, Harley's with him, but I mean, it plants the seed early of his funds are running low, which I think adds to this and is, is actually kind of fun and funny. So, his funds are running low so he's running out of you know juice for the flower that's on his that's on his suit and his he and harley escape but uh he has to eject because batman's gonna catch him and he only had enough money for one ejector seat in the car so harley's stuck and gets busted 
And then he, he gets back to his apartment, which I think is, I think this part is hilarious. Yeah, He gets back to his apartment and you have the, the owner, you know, the landlord or whatever, telling him like, you're behind two months on rent. And he's like, wah, 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 you know, whatever. Mr. So, Kerr. <laughs> so definitely lives. Yeah. Mr. Kerr, you're behind on your rent. And like, then he's not fooling anyone. No, it's and but you can tell on whoever voices the character, like just she doesn't buy that his name is Kerr yeah. for like a second. I think the biggest indicator for Paul Dini stuff is that it's it ends up being holiday themed in some way. Yeah. Um it, but aside from that, I think all of the the character charms and stuff found in this episode, you can totally see like, yeah, this is a Paul Dini joint. Uh and so I mean stuff like that of the the landlord and he's mr kerr you know and he's and he's behind on rent and like the fun the funness of this episode which i didn't remember very well i know i've seen it before but i don't remember this until it started to play and i'm like okay i remember like little beats but i almost thought it was a takeoff of brewster's millions with uh, richard Pryor from the 80s you know yeah. i thought oh is that the is that like the you know, the wink, nod, nudge, and then to find out like, oh, no, 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 it's uh, based on a, an old Joker's um, Joker's Millions story. So Dini Classic did his homework, doesn't stray too mo- too far from the source material. The same beats are kind of there, you know, driving the story forward. And I just think overall it's it's a fun episode and the, what do you want to say, the rule for the shows that Batman has to be integral to the part of the, of the episode that, or of, you know, whatever we're talking about and which he is because I mean, his effects are felt throughout and he ends up deducing, which caught me off guard in watching it of at the iceberg lounge, you know, and uh, the Joker wannabe or the guy that's posing as Joker and his eyes are different in that. Yeah. But then and he interacts with with Bruce and Bruce, you know, definitely challenges him. And that's kind of what starts the whole foiling Joker's plot. It's a little it's a little killing joke in a way. It's like nice he pull, starts yeah. put, he starts putting the pressure on him. The guy starts to sweat mm-hmm. and get uncomfortable and then <clears throat> wipes off, you know, his makeup when he's alone in the bathroom. Like <laughs> At first it, it was like, reminds- Wait, is this a this is a Jack Napier thing going on here. <laughs> yeah. What? But what? Um, there's there's also like a, a moment where like the Joker's spending all his money and he's just like throwing it around town like mm-hmm. like they do a montage which classic just the montage you know you got to get a montage yeah, in there. It it remind the montage itself reminded me of the shopping montage in the Holiday Nights episode. Nice. Yes. Well um, done. But there's a moment in the montage where, like, Joker's throwing money around. There's all these people chasing him down the street, trying to catch money that's flying in the air. And it's it's very Batman 89. Um, and have you are you caught up on Sean Murphy's podcast that that he does yes. with? Um, did Clay he McCormick. mention? Yeah, with Clay McCormick. Did he mention when they did this episode if there was any White Knight inspiration from it? Uh no, I don't remember that. I do remember something with Over the Edge inspired something in the White Knight universe. The Joker's the fake millions, Harley stuff rem- made me think of Gotcha. Of Harley and the Harley that becomes Neo Joker. Mm, and I was okay. like, oh, I wonder if he took if he got like some minor kernel of inspiration. 
that was a fun episode too. That was a fun beat too. So Harley, as we see from the opening heist, Harley gets captured, and Joker just he doesn't doesn't have the resources to bust Harley out of Arkham. So I don't Poison even think Ivy, he cares, or yeah, or cares. And Poison Ivy shows because it makes headlines in the Gotham Gazette. Joker's looking for a new you know hench girl. <laughs> yeah, and then and you know pisses off Harley, and so then that's when we get like a fun little like tryouts almost in which that's where Paul Dini gets shot down as being the new Harley. And then, yeah, we get Maggie Wheeler becomes fake Harley, uh, which is kind of fun uh, in that regard too, but it adds the, the, the good punchline at the end that when Joker is captured and thrown into the, the back of the van, you know, who's in there, it's Harley dressed up as a guard and you just hear the sound effects of her beating his ass as we go to credits and fade to black. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. I don't think the Wheeler cameo, like if you showed it to a kid today, like it doesn't, it doesn't have the same effect that it, it would, that it did back in like 98 when you're like, oh, that's, that's Janice and, Janice. and how she calls him, how she calls him Mr. G instead of Mr. J. Yeah. Um, But we also get like that fourth wall break, which uh doesn't really happen a whole lot when which part and uh after he hires fake harley with his front page wanted ad which Mm -hmm. that in itself is just cartoony as all get out um the uh, irs guy arrives and the joker's like dismissive he's like "Uh, the hench go role has been filled and then he leans back in and looks at the camera and he's like and quite nicely too yeah there you go like keeps going on with it but and even even his when he finds fake harley he's like drown the kids and shoot the neighbors we've got a winner it's like (laughs) what never heard that saying before yeah it's you can't get away with that these days (laughs) yeah it's so like over the top and just everything is just heightened to the next level. Like there's no, like, I think a, a lot of stuff, like it's so mired and we've got to be grounded and, and, and there's certainly a, a place for that, but you know, it's fun to have fun with Batman sometimes too. And yeah. th- this episode is, it's just, it's frolicking and it's mm-hmm. fun, you know? Yeah. It's like harder, but it, it, it has the mischievousness of of Joker, but I mean, it does. There's something to say too that this Joker story is a little bit more of a lighter tone than Joker stories mm-hmm. from the original, the original version of you know the animated series. Which yeah, I don't know, but then but then it's I don't know. It's just it's a it's an interesting discussion to have because. You can also sit there and pinpoint of these Dini charms and this Joker voiced by the same guy. And yet it's doing Joker things. So how could it be that much different? It's like, I don't know. It's just there is something there's not an ulterior motive in the sense of him driving down the road and throwing money out the back of the convertible to people. It's not laced with laughing gas to make people giggle or anything like that. You know, he's just doing it. But then it's like, but that's also part of the Joker's history is him just you know doing stuff like that so um i don't know it's it's a fun episode and i highly recommend yeah. that you if you can i mean it's it's kind of a it's kind of a son of a bitch to track down the original issue <laughs> but a little in bit those, in joker collections 
Uh, and you have a it was a history of Batman. Yeah, I I thought it was in the greatest Joker stories ever told because I I know I'd read it, but and it's not on DC Universe Infinite. Infinite. But in uh, Batman: The Complete History by Les Daniels, um, mm. that reprints a few comics. There's a Man Bat uh, Neil Adams story in there. There's Detective Twenty Seven. Uh, there's the Joker's Millions. Um, this book came out in 1999. I have a hardcover version of it, but I know there were reprints that had it in softcover. And it's it's Batman's complete history from 39 to 99. And uh, oh, it even does a Batman black and white by um, Bruce Tim about uh, Two Face. But it oh, that's goes, a great story. It goes through all the. Um, all the movies and the big different eras and the TV show with Adam West. And it, it culminates. I mean, it even does action figures. Like there's a, I sent you the picture of like the two page, there's two, two page spreads of like all these Kenner action figures, but it culminates talking about um, Batman war on crime, the Alex Ross book with Paul Dini and uh, Batman beyond. And it's just got like some early concept designs for, uh, for the book. Yeah. for the show so it's if you can track it down to your library or use bookstore it's a great resource i've read it a lot um but yeah it it's got the joker's million so you can read it in print that way because i don't think it's been reprinted anywhere else other than you found it i found it which which book the, the joker a celebration of 75 years okay so it it is included in that I didn't check to see if it was also included in, you know, the Joker, the 80 years book yeah, that came out a couple years ago. I didn't either. think to check in that. Um, but yeah, the, at least a Joker celebration of 75 years is pretty common. You can find in places um, and it's, it's included in that. So that's, I, I just, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. Watch it's... the episode first, then read the comic. Cause that's what I did. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was fun that way rather than flipped because I, you know, even though, limited pieces of the cartoon i remembered um it was still i was still a little bit more familiar with that than the actual comics story itself so yeah and it's just it's an interesting look at because like batman the joker's gone through so many different iterations and interpretations so it's cool to see this more frivolous side because he's not it's from an era where he they toned him down because of parents and yeah Frederick Wortham or whatever. So he's just really about getting rich. There's no I want to murder someone or you know drive people insane. And Hamill does a really good job of capturing this more lighthearted tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he then you can go watch something like The Killing Joke where he brings more of that edge or Return of the Joker for Batman Beyond. So it's it's cool to see the different shades that he brings to this character, and this is just one, you know, variation of that. Yeah. But it's it's cool that he's done done it over so many different shows and movies, and, and that you get all these different tones and textures. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a really fun episode. Light on Batman, although you do get to see Bruce a little bit as well. Um, the fear the like the presence of Batman being felt right away um, to the guy that's impersonating yeah. the Joker. You get to see the shadow and the outline of him first and then the rest. And I think that that's like, I don't know. That's a, that's a good old Batman 
you know, moment there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah. I miss, I miss Conroy's, um, his, his Bruce Wayne in the new Batman adventures didn't seem as like, uh, I don't want to say dumb. Um, just, there's a certain tone his playboy voice had in, uh, the animated series that he doesn't have in the new Batman adventures. There's just huh. a slight yeah. edge. <laughs> the difference in his Batman voice and his Bruce Wayne voice is a lot less. I feel like during the new Batman adventures compared to Batman, the animated series. And I don't know if that's because, you know, we are gearing up also with beyond and where it was just more of a consistent tone because he wasn't playing two roles anymore. Um, you know, the public and the private side, but I, I mean, it's Conroy. So it's amazing, but I, I still miss like, there's a, a smooth butteriness that the earlier Bruce had that Bruce doesn't have in, in this episode, like when he's at the nightclub and I don't think he says anything when he's golfing with a, a woman and the Joker interrupts him on yeah. his golf cart and his golf cart whacking the ball down the fairway. Well, I think there's a perfect example of like what we were kind of saying with the new Batman adventures of there is just some, some subtle and some not so subtle changes in making this a little bit more lighter in tone than, you know, it matches up with Superman, the animated series almost more than Batman the animated series as far as like look and designs and a little bit light tone and everything and I think Conroy's voice as Bruce like you just mentioned I think that's yeah that's that's something you can tell is a little bit different Hamill's a little bit different but I mean overall it's still I mean it's still a good animated series the Joker's million is a millions is a fun episode it's not the greatest Joker story ever told but it is like I don't know it's fun you want some light 22 minutes um track this down most likely on hbo max <laughs> i yeah. think that's that's probably the the way most people will track it down to watch it so. yeah if if you don't already own the box sets yeah which i guess HBO is possible mm-hmm. <laughs> which um, i do and i still went to hbo max just because it was quick <laughs> right shame on me well I, especially if you got like the collector's edition you got to open the box yeah, get the pop little pops out of the way, then get the book that has the, the Blu-rays out. Then, yeah, I oh, know the problems. We have. Problems, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, hey, that's that's Joker's Millions in in a nutshell. So, Javi, thanks for coming aboard. Back yeah, for man, another glad, episode of Batman Animation. I'm glad we got to do one together. Like we've been yes. passing each other, like trading off episodes. Who was doing what? So, yep. We, we finally to collab. united. Okay. Um, it was like, because <laughs> it was like Nightwing and Batgirl in this episode, but you know, I'll be mm. Barbara. Sure. Why not? There you go. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> before it gets too weird, why don't you get and plug away? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Javi True or on Instagram at The Bond Is Not Enough because James, being a fan of James Bond isn't enough for me. I got to be a fan of Batman man and the flash and spider-man and superman and all those other things um and then in terms of writing just go to batmanonfilm.com where i'm reviewing catwoman gotham uh city year one uh batman versus robin and probably something else that i'm forgetting or something upcoming but uh yeah just batmanonfilm.com you can check check me out over there 
And uh, obviously on this podcast, Batman Animation, we've got a lot of episodes coming out. And uh, be sure to head to the YouTube channel for Batman on Film, where Ryan Lauer and I got the privilege of interviewing Sean Murphy, creator of Batman White Knight. And we talk all things beyond the White Knight, which is a, a really fun episode. Give that a listen. He was very generous with his time, and he's he's just a really easy guy to talk to and nerd out about Batman with. He is. Uh, I really enjoy talking to Sean Murphy. Uh He's one cool dude, I think, as she says, as Grace says in Ferris Bueller. Uh, <laughs> as for me, just go to Batman on Film. We've got reviews, interviews, posts all over the place on there, as well as my podcast that Bill generously posts, the Batman Book Club, to specifically track that one down wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC. So that'll do it for now um, for Javi and myself, and we'll let announcer Rachel take us out. Thanks for listening to Batmanimation, a BatmanOnFilm.com podcast revisiting the animated TV and film adventures of the Caped Crusader. Follow Batmanimation on Twitter at Batmanimation. Follow BOF on Twitter at the Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Batman on Film, authoritative, definitive, the original, established in 1998.